You've been playing other games. You've been cheating on Destiny. Oh, all the time. I've done it all of, like during winter break. Giggity. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yep. You ready for this? Yeah. We are breaking recordings in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 243 of the Guardian Up podcast, where we talk about Destiny and Season of the Wish. And what do you mean, we breaking recordings? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> By the we, royal I we. Mean me. Okay. No, we don't have to focus uh, on it, but it's all good. No, but, we can. We can. Okay. We can. Go for we it, Sin. Acknowledge it. Uh, so, before we get into our guests, who is a returning guest now, even though now we have a uh, lost episode. Uh, which is wholly my fault. Uh, so we recorded uh, this original episode about two weeks back, and I had I was sick at that time, and I was still sick throughout that that portion, along with working long hours, being in the car business in a month and a year, and my schedule's still been all wonky with way our being closed Christmas Day, which was Monday, New Year's Day, which was also Monday, uh, and battling that and the sickness. I uh, had logged in late to my computer. I have not gone on my computer since the last recording, basically. And when I finally did, I was three days too late because they do expire with our Craig and uh, GARC bots. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to salvage any kind of recording at all. They were lost. And by the way, people, in case you're thinking like, well, that sucks. We shouldn't use that service. No, we're fully aware that they expire in seven days. And you can actually pay for further things where they store them unlimited on your OneDrive, but we've been fine with the free version and we knew those limitations. We just missed it this time. Um, so should we call this episode 243.5? We could. 243.5? I kind of well, like that. For the people that don't know what's going on yet because they did not hear our last episode, we have a very special guest tonight. For the first time, second time ever, but first time hearing him on the show of the Guardian Hub, we want to welcome Mr. Frostbite. How you doing? Ayo. You know, when I said I wanted to see you guys again next year, this is not what I imagined. <laughs> Nor <sure>? this early. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it happened. I was like, you know, they'll probably... Get me back on the show, I don't know, sometime in the spring. Nope. Two weeks later. Two, two weeks later. <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> yeah. This is how we're starting off 2024. Chaos. Mm-hmm. So, in all fairness, I think we've only had one other time where we had a messed up recording. Yeah. And it was right, like right when we started really using Craig. And Craig had crapped out at some point. And none of us caught the error message in Discord. And 
found out like after the fact it only recorded like a quarter, maybe a half of it. Mm -hmm. So this is only the second time ever in four years we have me mess something up. Yeah. I mean, this was just a logistical thing in our own, what we knew were the bounds of doing it. That's okay. The, the other thing was a technical, truly technical issue. And uh, we've learned since then having multiple recordings. I mean, anyone should do that. Whether they're only using OBS, that's not good enough. You should have another way to record. Or whether you're using Craig, now we use Craig and GARC. So that's our multiple recordings. Plus, we know to check the uh, um, list of bots in the chat. Indeed. Some boring geek speak for those. Hey, but hey, if you too want to start a podcast, hit us up. We can give you tips and ideas. <laughs> and tell you what not to do. Yes, <laughs> what not to do. Well, uh, geez, let's talk about what is new in life. And we can go anyways with this. Again, Frostbite, I want you to almost like lead the conversation tonight. So don't. Don't worry about like saying everything again about yourself if it's boring, but as much as you want to say, I mean, and we're here to talk about you too. So like let people know generally where you're from, what you do in life. And I think you even said you had some new news. All right. So my uh, longitude and latitude of where I live. (laughs) Uh, So I am from Ohio as some may surmise from GDC. Uh, but, um, so I am currently a student in uh, microelectronics currently. Uh, that is my major. Uh, in less than two weeks now, my uh, next semester will start up. So hopefully that next semester goes well for me. But um, after that, I have something special that uh, I've was not expecting that I'd actually make it in, but um, I'm doing a internship over the summer with uh, Intel Corporation. Uh, you you might have heard of them. They they make uh, various elect- electrical uh, components that go into computers and such. And yeah, I'm going to be a facilities engineering intern. Is the okay. official title. So it'll be three months of being in Chandler, Arizona, which uh, I do plan on seeing potentially some uh, members from the Owl Sector Alliance over when I'm in Arizona. Because I'll have like four days of vacation, and they won't pay that out uh, just because of how that corporation works and everything and i guess with interns it's a little bit different but yeah so i'm thinking about reaching out to some people out west that i've never met before because i'll be in a new world and uh just have fun with them yeah you're not even there's not like a super fast way from utah down to arizona even though it's kind of below us you, you kind of have to go like diagonally and then back over but it's not horrible so maybe i, I would even consider going down there from what um, I've been told, it's a beautiful place out, out there, and I've never been out west before. So, like, for instance, the farthest west, that's, like, west in quotation marks, I've been is uh, Indiana. But I've been, like, up and down 
the East Coast for the most part. So I'm going to be seeing a lot of the United States that I've never seen before. So um, I, I think like the preliminary idea of me getting out there is uh, I'll be driving with my mom out there and uh, seeing a bunch of new stuff I haven't seen before. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Do you know much? And I know you can't say a lot too, but like, um, I'm just wondering a lot of times it's kind of public knowledge, what certain facilities, what type of chips they focus on. Um, I don't know if you know much about the Arizona location or, or things like that I, that you could tell us. I do know, um, in terms of like what they make there. Um, I don't know if I'm publicly allowed to announce what they make, Sure. but, um, what I can tell you guys that I'm allowed to say is so basically like Arizona is their big manufacturing hub. So like, uh, a lot of their main products get made here and this kind of internship is to not only get people like interested about hiring, but in the news lately, at least for us in Ohio, uh, we're having a Intel facility be made in Columbus, which the, the people that are joining, uh, this kind of, uh, summer jobs and like internships, they're going to be training people to work at the Ohio facility because they're basically just carbon copying it. So it's, it's going to be another like Chandler facility. And um, so, yeah, so that way they can have people who are already like trained on the equipment be there for like when they immediately open. And so over time, when like during that first year, when they're doing a huge hiring process and getting people in there, there's people to excuse me uh teach you know the various like equipment and everything because i as far as i'm aware there's no other like kind of company outside of like you know these chip manufacturing companies and stuff like that where you can find it out in the world uh so it's a very unique skill set that i'm sure they'll have to teach everyone like You may know about electronics, but we're going to teach you how to do this specific equipment because this isn't something Oh that yeah, is normally worked with. that that is very true because um, I know I've been hearing in my circles about there's a big TSMC plant also opening in Arizona, and they're the ones that makes a lot of chips for Apple and things like that. And it's so specialized that they can't find enough skilled workers, so they're just trying to scramble to find ways to, and they're probably going to have to teach a lot of things too. And that's kind of good in a way. Like if you're any kind of like microelectronics or, or or associated, you know, ancillary areas, there's a lot of hot things where, you know, micro computing electronics, of course the software side too, but that's really still growing in our world. It's not like that's going away. <laughs> Moore's law has not hit the top yet. And, uh, we need a lot of people. So, um, Yeah, that's way cool. It's it's like it's a different area. It's something I thought I may even had gone into when I was younger. I remember loving electronics. I thought I'd be like a hardware engineer or something and taking apart 
little radios and stuff like that. But I eventually moved over to software and then more so integration support, but um, much respect for that. And that's awesome. It's kind of funny. Like, so you mentioned how you're more of like, you're into the software and everything. And Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like complete opposite of that. Like dealing with software stuff is so annoying to me. Yeah. And I, I love the like, you know, hands on uh hardware aspect of stuff, which is why I think I'll really enjoy this. And I've already talked to um at least one person, I'll give him a shout out, uh technical in which you guys might have seen in the Owl Sector Alliance. He's um mm-hmm. so he has previously worked at like companies of this scale that do this kind of manufacturing not he i don't believe he worked for like intel or amd specifically i believe it was another company but like i've been asking him various different questions uh over this uh winter about like you know what should i expect kind of going in like do you have any tips for like what i should be doing down there kind of kind of just like getting that first-hand experience from someone that's already been there before so that way i can get the most out of this opportunity and i i think it's kind of just perfect timing as well because so after this internship i have one more year of college and then you know i'm gonna be thrown into the workforce and at that point it's i got you know a bachelor's degree i have a associate's degree and on top of all that it's like i've worked for in the industry at that point in time for four years in the electronic sphere and i'll have you know this internship to throw on top of that like yeah i've pretty much been around for the most part so i'm willing to see what's out there and hopefully fingers crossed i uh get a job opportunity at the end of the summer uh i think they say like um depending on how many people like kind of stay with the internship i think they mentioned like about i don't know seven people maybe a bit less actually uh make it to the end of the internship and say i'm one of those lucky few people i might be offered a job opportunity I go to school so what would end up happening is I come out of school and I immediately start working at Intel which given that um, what I know of their job opportunities I would be making like six figures which is yeah that's crazy at 22 immediately getting out of college and start making that is but it makes sense it really does that's kind of and especially if you're I don't know what cost of living is like in Ohio, but Arizona has gotten more expensive lately. But yeah, that type of work and certain cities or areas where they might have these facilities, yeah, you got to be, you almost have to be making six figures to make it worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, um, so what I can say about their work schedule is they have it, it it's a little unique. Like I've never heard of any other rotation of like hours like it and it it seems like it's built enough where 
it will be pretty rough, but once you get through, you know, your little section of rough period, it's like you have time to take a breather before you go back into, you know, the crucible and everything. So it's I I think it if I can enjoy it when I'm at this internship, then I think it'll be I'll be just fine for when I'm actually doing it as a full time, you know, actual employee, even though I'm considered an actual employee as an intern. But yeah, we'll definitely want to keep uh, hearing about your progress with all this. So whether it's after the summer, next year, whatever, we'll keep we'll want you to keep us updated and it'll be fun to hear oh, how yeah. things are I'll, going. I'll definitely because this is probably one of the happiest things that happened to me. So I will definitely share what I publicly can share. <laughs> about it. All, all I need you to share is like RAM and some SSDs and I need oh, to like geez. upgrade my rig so whatever you got. I, I've made some brother jokes up. to uh, a friend of mine in real life. He's like so what you're saying is you could potentially you know like get me a discounted processor right? Oh, and I'm like People I don't always know if I can do that. Yeah, Probably but... not especially as an intern. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe I would get a discount. I I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's funny how people always go there. When I worked at Disneyland, we could do discounts, but on like the stores and stuff as employees. But so people be like, oh, let's go with you. Then you just. But the thing is, like, you can't pass it on to someone else. You have to buy it yourself. So like, I would tell them like, okay, if you really want me to buy you something, give me the money ahead of time. I'll buy the thing and then I'll just give it to you later. But you can't like give your discount to someone else if that makes sense. You have to just, yeah, you can only use it yourself. All I heard was you took their money, told them that it was one discount. In reality, it was a much bigger discount and you pocketed uh, <laughs> I should have, right? I'm sure there's people that did that. <laughs> hey, I want to back up real quick. And the reason why we have you on finally, Frostbite, is because we've known about you in the community for a long time. We've played with you, we've raided, and it's funny, we've kind of joked about when are we going to have you on and stuff. And then I finally kind of, um, I think it was me, forgive me if it was you, but I'm like, let's finally get this going. Uh, at least with our first recording that we lost, but <laughs> I reached out to you and said, let's have you on the show. Yeah. It took me about six months of like constantly begging you to get me on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, so hopefully, cause I enjoy uh, raids in dungeons. That's kind of like my, I'm a Sherpa. I'll, I'll just say it. Yeah. So I, it's kind of something I enjoy doing. Um, typically, like if there's someone that's wanting to Sherpa more, I'll let them do it. But I, I don't shy away from doing Sherpas. It, it gives an opportunity for me to take knowledge that I've learned at least in Destiny and perhaps share that with someone to give them an easier time and insight into, hey, if, you know, you enjoy this game and you really want to share that enjoying feeling with others that maybe you want to teach someone someday. So knowing everything about a raid and, like, how things work could benefit, you know, your friends that you do it. So 
I mean, sometimes I start to lose my voice after talking so much, but for the most part, <laughs> it I, happens. It, it's a good time. I'm going to go back and forth a lot, and we will definitely ask more things about what you like about the game of Destiny. But live updates, and well, kind of even before we starting the show, uh, Gremlins. What you've been up to? Gremlins. Did I win? Oh, don't. Did we lose that too? Yes, we lost Gremlins. Yeah. Uh, okay. I remember. But that. I re- I remembered. I remember the movie. <laughs> you should have just pretended. We could have. I done was it thinking. Over it, I can pretend. I can give you a few guesses, and then Gremlins. So we had we had some requests of like different Christmas names in the patron and other areas, and Sin had a Christmas name for a while until you know you changed it for loser of recordings or whatever you are now breaker, breaker, breaker of recordings, recordings. You should have called it loser of, of recordings well <laughs> it knowledge. felt yeah it felt right like i felt it felt more game of thronesy this way and i don't know why but it felt right i could see it and i had who was it that helped me out it was panda oh my gosh sorry panda this was such a good bit uh you gave me a lot of information on some tips because we kind of wanted another 80s movie I mean, we don't have to do that, but it's always fun. And then a Christmas-themed one, but not something too obvious. Well, there is some Christmas aspects. So for those of you that have not seen Gremlins, or it's been a hot minute, there is Christmas aspects to Gremlins. Uh, There's a scene in the movie where the girl talks about specifically she hates Christmas because her dad was playing Santa Claus one year, and he was going down the chimney and slipped and broke his neck. They found him dead in the chimney days later. So that's why she hates Christmas. Uh, also, there is some Christmas music within the movie. But, you know, we did our typical movie trivia thing, and there were some interesting things in there. I don't even think, did you get, when I said there was a creature blended up in a blender, you didn't even get it then, right? Correct. That one I did not get. I think it was something to do with what finally gave it away was the the creature in the water thing, I think is what you mentioned. Don't get them wet? <laughs> Don't get them wet, yes. <laughs> that yeah. was what gave it away. And I'm sorry, Panda. It was but like you, your, now you've got to come up with another one. I think it was like your, what, fifth hint or something like that it took us? Oh, it felt, it felt more, more than five, to be honest with you. When you're actually doing them, it feels longer than it really is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And before the show, you were uh, asking, you were wondering about some stuff going on in the Dreaming City. You said that you saw like a light in the sky. Uh, yeah. Yes, I uh, actually finished that as we were you finished starting that, up. Yeah. And I kind of, like I still kind of have been bringing up like some videos and some like TikToks and stuff. And some of the stuff like popped over my feed. And I don't know if it was Discord or that, but uh, the, the catalyst now, like the missions have started popping up. And it was the one this week where you reveal a message and it lights up something in the sky and you got to use the bow to basically shoot. connect the dots, yeah. shoot, shoot the dots open and, and yeah. recollect, which I guess me being behind is good because now I have two catalysts that I got to do a legend uh, exotic mission for. So yeah, now I can um, kill two birds with one stone and you can, uh, I went in this last night with Cato and dice and uh, I believe at least one of them, maybe it was Dice. Yeah, Dice did not have both catalysts done, but if you do the first step, and the first week was is in the mission, you go up to a, alco- or a hill over to the right, and then you shoot up, and then the second week's one was, yes, in the Dreaming City. You could do it along with some other stuff for the weekly quest, shoot it up in the sky, 
And then you just got to finish the mission on Legend, and then you'll get those catalysts. Two have come out so far. This is the third week of the mission. The first week was just normal, and then the next two weeks, if you run it on Legend, you can get the catalysts. There's also secret chests, and um, they're kind of coming out weekly. And uh, we got all of those along with Kato saw where probably the next one is going to be. It's kind of obvious you see these little spots on the ground where the orange glow should be there oranges red glow but then you're like oh and then probably go over in this little cave area over here and then check it out but it's it's an interesting mission i i guess i like it i don't know if i like it more or less on legend it's not a bad legend mission by any means yes there's a couple especially the first arena it's really annoying because the ads are all spread out so you're getting hit from all angles and you really got to be careful with the cover so those cyclopses that come in are annoying but honestly, it almost gets easier as you go along. And the end arena, I never thought was hard anyways. I've run it on Legend normal. But there's even a cheese you can do where you go up on this ledge. You think, come on, Bungie, did they not think of this? But there's like this ledge up at the top where there's a screen and you can't shoot through it. Well, guess what? You can with anti-barrier. Oh, so nice. You can just stand up there. You'll take some splash damage if you're like, right by the screen and so sometimes you have to back up a little bit or jump back down and then jump back up but generally you don't have to not go out to the arena at all and uh yeah it works so i had uh when i did launch up the other day i like obviously i'm behind i have not done the ascended challenge for one of the weekly stories but also the cat that was supposed to be in the mission uh, i heard was bugged and when i went into it I couldn't get it, but I was able to get the one on the spine of carries, I believe it was. Uh, it's still bugged. Yeah, that one cat in the mission, no one's able to get. And yes, you get. You could have gotten the spine of carries one ahead of time, even though it was supposed to be for this week, and then there are three other this week to get. Ah, I'm way behind. Well, they tell you where they're at. They're the, in the weekly story this week, it tells you to um, go to the three corners of the Dreaming City. And I do kind of like how they're bringing this all around. It's the further out corners that are not poorly listed on the map, but you can go out further. And they're the areas where you actually have those um, portals that are part of the fast travel system that I like to call it that, that um, ultimately takes you underneath the Dreaming City. And they have the confluence area in the very middle. And if you remember, that's actually underneath the Blind Well area. And so there's a cat in the confluence area. In fact, it's actually in the side room. Do you remember, Sin, we used to have to launch the Shattered Throne mission from down there. It was in the Confluence area, and there was like, we had to interact oh, with that yeah. portal right by the Taken Tree. I remember now, yes. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool they put a cat there, and then they put a cat in some other interesting areas in the other corners of the Dreaming City. One looks like the waterfall area. Waterfall area. Gardens of Acelia. Oh, yeah. it's Oh, guess where that one is? It's underneath the bridge. Remember where there was that one troll enemy underneath the bridge on yeah. one of the weeks yep and then the other cat is under you take the elevator down you know where they had munin and punin or whatever the hell their names are where you could buy the things from oh yeah yeah like the yep. skulls or whatever yeah the skulls might have been yeah skulls. one is behind munin like behind its table on the ground <laughs> very interesting. i'm getting a bunch of flashbacks to when i was doing this stuff for uh Yes. The Taken Sparrow? Yeah. I remember oh, yeah. like having to go run around and everything, and it's like, you're describing all the places. I'm like, yeah, I remember that place. 
Oh yeah, this is a total flashback season. I'll get into that in a second. Uh, but also shout out before the episode, I was running Shattered Throne with this is getting people interested in Dreaming City stuff again that have not finished all those triumphs and Cato and Rodimus have been working on getting all the extra eggs and bones. We went through the Shattered Throne dungeon, all of them in there. There's like nine eggs and three bones or something. It takes quite a while if you want to get them all. And we're going through the guides. I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of remember this. And you know, I couldn't see the eggs anymore because I'd already gotten them, but just kind of going through it all. And then the the strike too. Remember, there's the one in the elevator room, and then there's like the bone off the side of the ogre room. And there's just all these crazy things that we went through before. But um, what do we think about this season uh, so far? Um, let's start with our guest, Frostbite. Um, what do you like about it or not like about it? You can go any way you want with this. What I like is I can play whatever I want, whenever I want, because it's seven months long, and I can go play other games if I feel like it. <laughs> gotcha, uh, gotcha. But no, like in in all seriousness, um, I really so I do enjoy like story of Destiny. That's probably so outside of like sherping raids and uh, doing day one dungeons with uh my boy um i like the story is kind of the purpose that like you know some people pvp is their thing which i i pvp is all right sometimes but like story for me is the number one chase so when it hits it's really good and like i remember i saw some stuff where it's like we got more lore on the Ahamkara and uh, like specifically on Riven and everything and it's like I find that really cool so that piqued my interest and stuff which I should go do the exotic mission to actually like experience that stuff in game but uh, yeah it story for me big chase and so far it seems at least this season it's good even though it's going to be a longer season um, so for you, is it story is like the most important thing and you don't really care about the activities? Do they, they, do they go into your equation as much for the overall um, season? So like, kind of. So if the diff difficulty of the activities is like pretty hard, I might enjoy it a bit more because like I'm having to challenge myself. But at the same time, if like the activity is really dull to me like um i probably won't enjoy it as much which is ironic considering uh like the coil that we're having to do <laughs> i die so many times to the traps and i'm sitting there i'm like this is the first time i feel like i'm actually being challenged by seasonal activity to actually like try at the game you know because there's only a few times that I actually get to challenge myself, like day one raids and dungeons and stuff like that. So I've actually like having that opportunity to, you know, kind of flex those Destiny muscles a little bit is kind of nice. Yeah. And what are you thinking of the season so far, Sin? I know sometimes you, your play has been erratic and getting caught up on things. Um, but tell, like, how do you think of the activities and the story and just kind of what it's having you do going around the Dreaming City? 
Yeah, I do like uh, coming back to the Dreaming City. Dreaming City for me was probably one of the better, you know, planets or areas to be in. With so many secrets, it was open. There was a lot of places to be able to explore. Uh, like I'm, I'm putzing around now, just trying to go back and find the cats. I just finished the Ascendant Challenge. You know, I at, at the beginning of the Dreaming City launch, like I didn't, I didn't experience a lot of this. It, I was late to the game and like triumph grinding and going through the Ascendant Challenges and time trials, and just coming back to it kind of brings back those memories. But I've enjoyed it so far. I think the coil activities are fun. Now, do I play them a lot? No, I don't ever play the seasonal activities a lot, but I think they're fun. I think this is probably one of the better ones that they've had. Interesting, yeah. And it's also cool in a way since we first recorded, and I know we talked about this a little bit, but there was even an article that kind of talks about it too and how this season's definitely a copypasta type situation of Dreaming City. Um, real quick, I'll give my opinion, then I'll kind of talk about the article talked about. I'm way more down on this season than a lot of people other than the coil i have to admit the coil is awesome but that's not enough to bring the whole season up in my opinion especially when last season had two different activities and i really liked the altars um where those got pretty hard too depending on what token you put in and whatnot and there's two different things but ribbons lair is just really just the coil anyways just a little area and then everything in this mission is just going around doing Dreaming City stuff again. Now, Rodimus has not experienced all this yet, so he's fine with it. But I'm like, uh, it doesn't mean they should have necessarily made it this way. There was an article that came out and said, in the past when they brought reused content, they usually change it a little bit. Remember like when the Leviathan came back, it was kind of like, it had the different glow to it and they made like a different activity in the Leviathan area and there was more things to find and stuff. But with this, they did not change anything. We're doing the exact same missions again. We're doing the exact same lost sectors. We're doing blind weld exactly the same. We're doing all this shit that I'm completely bored with. <laughs> so I'm a little more down on the season. That's just kind of my opinion. I can understand that. Uh, when I did have to do the blind well activity, I was like, man, I've already done this in like Shadow Keep. I'm like, I don't really want to do this again, but I guess if we have to. Plus, like, if I remember correctly, we actually did play blind well a decent bit in Season of like The Risen, if I am not mistaken. Like, with that in the seasonal activity, we just did it a bunch. So it kind of just like, can I have a little bit of something new, please? Yeah. In fact, this week of taking us to the three corners of the Dreaming City and killing some ads, even though killing ads on its own is pretty boring, and they did add those little, like, well, it's like it's like a big oracle, you know, those triangle things in the sky that you could shoot um, to give extra progress. Funny enough, that was one of the more interesting things for me because it kind of forced forces us and forces me to get to these other corners of the map of the Dreaming City that we haven't had a reason to go to in a long time. But doing Blindwell over again, no thanks. Doing the Oracle engine mission over again, no thanks. Doing the Coil, but in the mission mode every week where it's exactly the same, I feel like other seasons, even the seasonal activity, changed more each week. And I, 
I guess it can't expect too much because the coil is so huge and we got it all right away. Um, other seasonal activities maybe not have been as big, but I feel like they changed more week to week. And I don't know. I To me, I'm not putting in the aspect this is a six-month, seven-month season, whatever. That is not affecting right now. I mean, that's a different conversation, yes. <laughs> Right. I was just about to make that point. I'm like, well, hopefully, because they did say they were going to have a bit more stuff this season to like kind of keep us entertained. Sure. Not, like, but it's not going to be the normal season. seasonal I'm stuff, like, anyways. The season story is basically done this week. Now, it's not really done. There's going to be like the extra credit missions that we don't know if that'll be at the very, very end of what they're extending to, or it'll be like a month from now. Who knows? There's still a little bit of stuff out there, some cleanup stuff, a couple triumphs we need to get probably some other mission but um the main seasonal stuff is basically done now so now we're just waiting for whatever else they add in sure that's that's again another, like another conversation but just taking the season in a fair little box of what it is now i do like the storyline i think it's pretty good but um yeah, I'm a little bit more down on it, but that's it's okay. It's it doesn't mean I'm hating Destiny. We're we're just playing less for other reasons, um, and I still have really good things to say about the dungeon. And I know that's not technically part of the the season because we don't include like the raid or the dungeon each time when a season comes out that people have to, you know, do that a little bit differently. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, but yeah. Uh, you're, but you're basically almost caught up now too, Sin. If you're doing those things right now, right? Yeah, working on it at least. I'm uh, going through and getting the cats now. I'm trying to figure out my way to the uh, the one dude uh, where you used to turn in your tinctures and stuff. I'm trying to make my way. To Muted. That. <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. ask real quick, Kingsley. So, like, if they do decide, like, you know, midway through the season to input some like a new activity to help like break up the monotony of doing old things would that like make your uh i guess opinion of this season better then or no because that's be unfair because that's it really should be two seasons still if mm -hmm. you're going to have a long season that's like saying did we like the one season that was long because the 30th anniversary dropped? Did that make that season better? I'm trying to be yeah. fair of just, let's pretend the season didn't get extended. It was mm -hmm. three months. I would have the exact same opinion of this season activity and overall what they made us do is very low. Now, as a separate point, because I'm so analytical with this, if they bring some really cool stuff to us, what they're bringing in a few months, I'm going to be really happy. But I'm not really calling it this season, even though I guess technically it's this season, but I don't care. It's a separate thing. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask to see. If yeah. Yeah, see yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. But I'm really just trying to compartmentalize it in its story, its activities, what it was meant to be. What do we think about? Oh, did you actually finish? You didn't finish the week, so I don't know if we should talk about. Or do you care about Sin? It's not really a big spoiler or anything. I'm no, no. I mean, I just finished it. No, I mean, if you if you want to discuss it, let's do it. Uh, What'd you say, Frost? I've already spoiled okay. it for myself, right. so I don't... It doesn't matter. Well, basically, at the end, it's just the conversation again between Osiris, Mara, and, and uh, Crow, and basically, and I think we already kind of knew this, but Crow's just saying, like, we'll all be the one to go across 
And Mara's like, no, don't do it. Don't do it, brother. You know, and then, and he's like, I'll do it. But then nothing's happening yet, of course. He's just saying he's going to do it. I guess the idea is if he go because only one person can go across is the thought. And then he can create some psychic connection between him and his sister, the queen. And then that can allow everyone across, I guess. I did listen to uh, My Name is Bife's video on like why it is that way. And because like at first when I heard Crow's like, hear me out, let me go. I'm like, man, like if it's just you, like just him, I'm like, I don't know if he could really, you know, because, you know, we are the Guardian, right? So I was like, I don't know if Crow is really up to snuff for it, but then when he explained his connection, I'm like, okay, if this is, like, if it could work, I... There's... I could see it, like, letting him go, but it's... I feel like it would have to be tested first, which the only way to really do that is um, I, I would be curious to see if we do like a mission and be like, okay, we're going to test the theory to this. And like, we have him be transported somewhere else. And Mara has to like find her way to him. And if she can do it, then it's like, okay, I'm satisfied on doing it. But at first I was like, uh, no, I'm sorry. But you know, if yeah. there's... do you think he would actually die too? Cause that's the, that's the worry. Oh, 100%. But... Oh, you do? I do. Yeah. I would feel like he would not live very long. But well, that's just I could opinion. see that either way. But I think it would be more dramatic if they didn't focus on that aspect so much ahead of time, especially now we're out of this big waiting period. It's not going to be as interesting. I would have rather it like we didn't really know about this idea or how dangerous it might be. And we don't even really know why it's going to be dangerous. But, anyways. He and then closer to the actual event, like maybe within the storyline of Final Shape, then Crow's like, "I'll go across." Dun dun dun. And then he goes real quick. More, he's like, "No!" And he goes across, and then he does something and opens this portal, and then he dies. Like that to me would be a way better way to play this out. You, you know, it'd be crazy actually. So he goes right, and Mara's like, "Okay, I'm gonna try and connect to him," and she can't. But she can, like, still feel him, but she just can't, like, bring us to him, right? And then yeah. she feels the connection just gone. And so Mara just starts, like, panicking and freaking out, which results in us having to make a wish with Riven. I could, that like, seeing that twist would be crazy. Because yeah. I'm sure Riven would want to milk the crap out of that. Because, you know, we're the Guardian. And I'm sure the... Uh, because if I remember how it's explained, like, they're, how much they twist uh, the desire of the user is how much, like, they feed off of it. So I wonder, like, if... Uh, Riven twists it in such a way where she just, you know, she's like, oh, yes, this is the best opportunity I have, and just completely screws with us. Which would be insane if that happened. 
And we have a great comment from Grackle in the chat. This is exactly, I heard this from RNG earlier tonight too, but he says, yeah, Crow crosses over and Cade's waiting on the other side with Ace of Spades drawn. Surprise. That's how he <laughs> dies. <laughs> uh, but then he can be like, but I'm not older and I'm Crow. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. I'm going to kill you anyways. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. And then he kills him and then he gets revived by the ghost again. He's like, oh shit, that didn't do anything. And now he's going to be Aldrin. And then a big, more epic battle happens. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm being stupid, but <laughs> let's have I, some crazy drama. I wonder if, like, during the final shape, if Bro is exposed to... Um... So, like, we obviously know he has his memories back, but I wonder if, like, something happens to us when we're inside the traveler where he like actually reverts back to Aldrin, but you know, he just has the light and is just yeah. like at complete odds with us the entire time. Like why like him just arguing with us constantly and people are like, well, you know, I'm used to Aldrin. Now I'm back to like now I got used to Crow, but now you're back to Aldrin. It's like, how do I feel about that? Like that would yeah. be interesting. Even though I, I guess in terms of story, it's not really like the best narrative, but I just like funny theories mm. like that are just interesting to me. And speaking of final shape, I saw a rumor today. This isn't like a leak or anything. I think it was just a streamer rumor, not even like one of those destiny unconfirmed leak things but like now that we have this extended season they're working on final shapes more maybe we are actually going to get that extra subclass the red subclass or whatever that we never got what do you all think about that you think we might still i think that's probably a dream considering we're getting some reworked uh or improved light classes i think getting a uh, another darkness subclass might be not in the cards I feel like I remember Joe mentioning, like, even, but probably after the delay was announced, I thought he mentioned, like, we still weren't going to get the darkness subclasses. Like, someone asked him about that. Oh, well, maybe he did. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's just coping with the fact that it's like, well, yeah, being extended and we're not getting that third. I, I feel like it's like, ma, it, whatever we get is what we get. I'm I'm not, like, looking into any, like, leaks or anything like that. I'm just, you know, whatever it is is what it is. And when all is said and done, that kind of will determine if I want to, you know, stick around and invest more into the story or just, like, you know, hop on every once in a while to play yeah a raid or something with friends and i don't think it's going to happen either but i do like focusing on points that they have said certain things about um how things will go and for for instance another thing that we need to remind people and yes they could change their mind but um there's no good news right now for what's after the three episodes that are coming after final shape it's not just what's coming right after final shape. But I remember specifically in the after show when they did the pre-release of final shape a few months ago, and they said on the roadmap, they had the three episodes and then someone was asking, well, what's going to come after that? 
is there another DLC planned? Because that'd be a year after Final Shape. And they said, what we're committing to now is more episodes. <laughs> so. And usually, usually the warm and fuzzies. Usually they will tell us about DLCs plenty of years ahead of time. So why would they not want to tell us? You know, even if they're not ready with a name yet or what wants to happen, I just find it kind of sad that... I like, feel like, if I remember correctly, they mentioned that uh, they didn't have an idea for, like, a DLC yet if they were to make one or something like that, which concerned me because it seemed like kind of like what you're getting at where they're only talking about the episodes and they're like... DLCs kind of just like shoving it under the rug. We don't talk about DLCs. We don't have those here. <laughs> yeah. And we don't need to get in the whole conversation that we had last time about live services. But my opinion is I really just kind of would be okay now, even though I never really had this opinion before. But I'm okay going to other games now. And if Bungie, if they just want to, they probably should, in my opinion, just stop focusing on the live service thing. Maybe after these episodes or just pump out episodes for a while that aren't maybe necessarily amazing, but let's get destiny three out the door. Let's just go towards a new big game um, because we kind of hinted to this in our last recording, but some live services games have been floundering and a lot have been canceled and live services isn't as hot of a thing as maybe Sony and others should have been pushing for. I think if at least my opinion like i kind of support that like make a um new game but what i would do is either i, I would do like a game set in the past that's kind of what i would do just you know um kind of yeah. building a bit more about those stories of like the dark age and everything like that because I mean, yeah, we're told about it, and there is lore that like kind of describes what it's about, but I think it would be a lot of source material that you're like, okay, we can build narratives and stuff in this older time of Destiny before there was any worry about, you know, the Witness and, like, us fighting them. It was just, we have to survive kind of deal. I think it would be cool. Yep. Live updates, and what are you up to in the game? Um, I just advanced my guardian rank, and uh, I am jumping around the tower in my glorious gold glow. As we're talking, nice. Yes, yes absolutely. What did that? I mean, that's that's how far behind. Like it was like piddly <laughs> stuff by just like shooting stuff with uh, dragon's breath, and uh, whatever I just hit there. I guess I had a couple enemies and. Figured I would just shoot some stuff with it to try to help uh, get the catalyst unlocked for it and uh, advance my guardian rank. I don't even have the catalyst unlocked. I I don't either. It's From what I understand, it's not totally necessary for the weapon to be good, but we'll work on it eventually, I'm sure. I'm only level like 18 in the season pass already, so it's like... Oh, really? I'm, I'm not anywhere close to being where... I've been pumping through it quickly. I am... Where the hell's the season pass? <laughs> okay. Season 23. Yes, yes. I'm at level 90. I mean, for not playing as much as I probably should, I'm still at level 48. I'm sorry, 81. 81. I don't know why I said that. You don't even have me doubled. 
what have you been doing with your life? <laughs> well, I don't play that much to be more than double. Than you. Last time <laughs> I actually did um, hop on and play with uh, my friends Moose and Bell that I'm sure some of you guys are aware of. And they're like, I just joined in. And I wasn't expecting to get on Destiny. And they're like, we were just about to do a two-man Warlord's Rune. You want to join us? And I was like, great, why not? And we ran through the entire thing, and I wanted to try out uh, the thing at the very end where instead of staying on the platform, you just jump off and then go all the way to the very top of uh, the like areas that you've been fighting in previously. And then we just pulled out, I think, like Whisper of the Worm, and Bell was shooting them with Divinity, and we just killed it. <laughs> oh, nice. Yep. We had to use, like, Strand to get back on top of the platform. but Yeah, do something like that, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, we know Bell. I played last night or the night before with him and Coderson, I believe, doing a Grasp dungeon just because he wanted to farm. He had been trying some stuff on Warlock and telling me he loves Warlock. He's desperately in love with Warlock. He's going to main it. No, I don't know. But uh, it was funny talking to him about it, and um needed some uh, artifice armor, and we got a checkpoint for grasp and got that done. Moose got the uh, exotic sidearm, which I, he he was really happy about. Nice. Yeah, so you like dungeons, you like raiding, um, you like sherping people through. I remember we ran a King's Fall you kind of got me dungeon. into sherping. I don't know if you know that, but oh, really? I mean, I think yeah. I, you might have said that way back, but I forgot. You, you kind of like, I think it was uh, a vault of glass raid, is when you like did your sherpa with me, and I was like, So, what's it take to be a sherpa? And you were like <laughs> explaining all the like kind of you know, like, oh, this is kind of the tips and stuff I've picked up over time. Like, okay, I'm like, that sounds nice. I probably won't actually be a sherpa, but you know, it, it's nice to like kind of know these things, and then. I think literally three weeks later, I was sherping uh, a raid, and I'm like, "Well, I guess, uh, guess I'm doing this now." And I, after I think like a few weeks, I was like, "Yeah, actually, I start to like enjoy this thing." So you were kind of, oh, thank why you. That happened. Yeah, I was talking about this. Um, and by the way, there is some talk about um. I'll just mention this because it's probably going to happen, but can't guarantee it. But there will probably be a raid-focused Sherpa-based episode over from GDC Gator with his Help Desk podcast. Oh. And they've they've had a good PvP one recently, but I've been talks with him having a raid one and giving tips and stuff for mostly for new players. But of course, we'll talk about their sherping and everything. But kind of on your point, there's a lot of way people, a lot of ways people can sherpa, and I think it's just having the enjoyment of being in with a group of six and, you know, whether it's helping people learn the mechanics of the raid or helping people learn maybe what's some better weapons to use or helping people learn how to stay alive, you know, kind of like learn certain places to go. Like it's funny, like learning the mechanics and teaching them to others was something that I was able to do pretty easily, but I almost prefer and this doesn't come up as often, but I should try to focus on this more, but like teaching people like, oh, these are the spawn points of the ads and here's where you should probably 
stand for cover and maybe some weapons you can use to take them down quickly because that's once you raid a few times that's kind of that higher level you can get to to make your life easier so you stay alive right if you know how to take down the ads quickly then you're going to stay alive in essence because they're not bugging you my biggest thing when i was learning to sherpa and after like a bit of time where people actually started asking me uh tips like hey what what did you like how do you get into that mindset of being a sherpa the number one thing i always tell them is like just learn every part about every encounter like if you can oh, yeah. do yeah. that you will be like that is probably the biggest thing to me at least that a sherpa should know is okay we're gonna do this encounter this is how I'm going to explain to you to the best of my knowledge of how this encounter works and give it to you in a way that you understand it. You may not instantly be like, okay, I got this or something, but like, as long as they have a base idea of how it works, you can then assist them in like walking through, okay, this is how like step one you're gonna do this step two okay this is what you should be thinking while going into the next stages of this encounter because i i think that's probably i guess my best quality i i would guess as a sherpa is being able to explain to someone like effectively okay this is what you should expect to think about while we're doing this and mm -hmm. if you need help, I will be willing to stand by your side and be like, okay, we're going to look over here, and this is what you should expect kind of deal. Yeah, very good points. Um, it's kind of, kind of a, you could say like, well, yeah, you have the mechanics down, but if you don't know on the way of going over here to do this thing, if you don't know you're going to be swarmed with this group of ads that comes out over there, and if you don't know that ahead of time, you may not be as prepared you could it could be obvious like we'll just kill the ads but like it's not always that simple it's not just shoot stuff stay alive it's kind of knowing what to expect so that you'll have an easier time okay well if i'm going over this area of the arena because i have to do this mechanic i should go this direction because there's less ads or there's only one direction to go but at least i know they're coming out right now and prepared take them down i guess another thing i would like tell people is so if you have the you know ability to do a day one raid with like a group of people that like you trust you could actually fairly complete the raid if you know you guys spend a good amount of time with going through a day one and you know experiencing the encounter like firsthand like kind of getting out of that shell of like well you know i'm used to always doing ad clear when on day one raids, you know, you're kind of forced to just brute force learn it. And so over time, like, as you guys complete the encounter, you think it through and you find out, oh, this is how it runs. It's like, okay, now I can get really good at what I did for my job during day one. Once I have that base knowledge down when, you know, it's no longer the day one like uh challenge mode i can go back and do different active like different parts of 
that encounter. So I already have, you know, my usual way of playing this raid, but now I'm expanding my knowledge of each encounter so that way, you know, two, three weeks later, I can go back and help people through their first clear. That's yeah. kind of what I do most of the time as well. I'm telling you in the community, in our extended communities, raiding and chirping is picking up again. I think, I don't know what it is, but things have been a little bit quiet. Not saying there hasn't been groups raiding and stuff, but a little bit quiet these last couple months. But I don't know if it's just the new year or some people seeded the idea of like, we want to learn some raids or what it was. But with, even within this last half week, I've been reading about a bit more and hearing about a lot of people that want to learn these raids and a lot of people that are scheduling raids again. And I feel like it's good because it'll be something we can spend kind of this downtime with going forward the next few months. I think uh, not to, you know, be biased or anything, but I feel like you guys in the Guardian Hub, like a lot of you do have like that Sherpa experience. So normally I would say at least any raid I've done with you guys any one of you, for the most part, can be like, yeah, I know how to explain this to you if I don't remember exactly how something goes. So it's able to, like, okay, they're not, like, you guys aren't, like, if, say, I'm the main, like, Sherpa or whatever, and you're with me, I can bounce stuff off you, like, hey, this is how I do it, but Kingsley, you know, he actually may have a better way of doing it. So, like, you may explain, actually, you know that doesn't necessarily work that way but here's how uh you can go about it a bit differently to benefit you which for some people that um may be struggling with it and maybe like meth my method of doing that like job might not be what they would be able to accomplish but your method would be so yeah you have to be able to look for people that might get confused by something you want to bring it down to the clearest easy communication lowest common denominator that doesn't mean you're making it dumb but you're doing something that'll be clear for everyone to understand a good example of this lately that i realized we've been running king's fall a bit and um we've had some fun drunk raids by the way recently too shout out to um spear and blueberry lounge there's one uh specifically posted most recently if you check out native raiders uh youtube channel but uh but the point I was going to get at is on King's Fall, I still see this a lot. Groups that can get the raid done, but when they get to daughters and they get to um, orcs, it's a little more just their brute force getting it done. They're not getting it done in the easiest way because there's still so much confusion. And I even sometimes see people, when they explain it, they explain it in a way that can keep that confusion in the air when they're doing plates. So like, you know, you have a starting plate and an ending plate. Mm -hmm. And so many times there'll be a plate that's starting and then someone will only call out the plate that's ending. And you got to call it out, obviously, eventually, because the other person has to jump on the plate. But think about it. If you're only calling out the ending plate, the runner is going to go to that ending plate. <laughs> so don't just jump. a few times, yeah. Right? So don't just jump on a plate and say, going to R2 the runner could think, oh, I'm going to R2 first, and then where am I going? No, 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 no. It's So I always tell people, you always say, you know, 
even if you don't feel like you need to call it out because you're jumped on your play, always say R1 to R2 or R1 going to R2 or starting R1, ending R2. You can say it however you want, but always call out both plates because then this is one of the few times, usually the less communication, the better, but this is one of the few times a little bit more communication will help immensely with making sure people aren't confused of where to go. So those are just little things that I see. <laughs> I think another thing I do for like my runs with people is I encourage people to learn different stuff. So I'll, I think a, a good example of this was I did a Sherpa with you and a few other people, uh, the one that uh, fell through at the very end. Um, where we were like teaching people and I was like encouraging them. I was like, if you learn this, you might actually have more enjoyment of doing this job than just standing around and shooting a bunch of red. Oh red. yeah, that is true too. Yeah. And, and like, I'm encouraging people. I'm like, Hey, if you want to like get better as a player, like as an individual, you, this is like some of the stuff that you want to learn. And Sometimes I'm a little bit uh, tyrannical where I'll be like, all right, I'm forcing one of you that hasn't done it before to learn it. So that way, you know, they they just get that experience of like, okay, actually, maybe this is something I enjoy doing. Or maybe spark that curiosity of like, okay, maybe I don't like this job as much, but I kind of want to try out a different job. Usually goes pretty well with people. Um, I'm typically very nice about it. So, well, yeah, we all you have to have patience, right? To be a Sherpa, patience I think is so big as being a Sherpa, and that in like adaptability of being able to adapt to like a person, being able to be like, okay, maybe they didn't get it this way, but maybe if I word it a bit differently, they can understand it. You know. Yeah. That's a good conversation. And we got into this about the Sherping and I know you're a good Sherpa and anyone can potentially be so. a good Sherpa. I've been, I've been told a few times that I'm a pretty good <laughs> Sherpa. <laughs> yeah. No worries. No worries. Um, I mean, I'm kind of feel like in a way my destiny career is like winding down a little bit as far as like being more of a try hard player. I never was like try hard with crucible. I don't, enjoy that or or like being like a gm like or low manning type of things expert but as far as raiding i really love the party aspect of it and learning raids well and explaining it but the point i'm getting at was with crota the most recent raid um i just didn't have as much mental desire to i still got clear very quickly and know the raid well but i just didn't have the mental desire to kind of be at the one of the top of the list of people like really being like the best explainer in within our communities, you know, um, I can hold my own for sure for Crota, but I would almost rather not chirp a Crota and pass it on to someone else. I think my, uh, it was really nightmares for me. It was like, I, for the most part, um, because so our day one, didn't end on a good note and i was just like i really don't want to touch this raid like 
at all. And so I think for a solid month or so, I just didn't want to play Rude of Nightmares. And Dude, then... it's not a great raid anyways, even if you're day one. <laughs> and and <laughs> was good. It was, I think someone, I, I forget who, like, got me. They're like, come on, like, y you might as well do it. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. And that's when I started to actually do a bit more Sherpas for that raid specifically for people. But, like, I it was just, sometimes I just don't feel like doing a specific raid for some seasons, but I'll be more willing to do other ones. What if they, I feel like this is too good to be true, but, um, you know, we have moments of triumph coming up also for part of this season, long season. And at the end of D1 with moments of triumph, it was really good. And they kind of revamped the raids a little bit and added some extra little things. What if this is finally the time where they, they bring back like Leviathan or some of those raids. <laughs> How do we feel about that? I I enjoyed Leviathan. It was pretty good. I actually kind of missed Levy a little bit. Um, Spire, I didn't... I think I did twice. Like, ever. So I, I wasn't, like, the biggest fan of it, but, I mean, it's a raid. I did it. And Crown of uh, Sorrow Sin, remember? We had fun with that. <laughs> Crown of oh, yeah. Sorrow, I did twice as well i i got terrible and i'm like i hate this raid i'm never doing this again um this was like way before i wanted to like challenge myself at the game i was more like i'm just gonna dip in and out scourge of the past i enjoyed running just because it was super short um that was my least favorite of those grouping of raids i don't know why it didn't appeal to me as much and then also at the end People were running it so much to get anarchy and stuff, and like I just, I do not like checkpointing raids and just running them, grinding them. I want the whole experience. So, I used to have a bunch of high school friends that I played Destiny with. This was way before I like came to GDC, and um, so when we would do Scourge of the Past, it kind of became a meme where every two runs of Scourge of the Past, I would get Anarchy. Like, yeah. for some odd... So my friend uh, Mitch at the time, I don't, I don't think he plays Destiny anymore, but he wanted Anarchy, like, really bad. So every two runs, he's like, I swear to God, if he gets it, I'm going to kick him from this Discord chat. And it happened a fair few times where I would just be, you know banned from the server for 24 hours so <laughs> that yeah. RNG sounds familiar with collective it's <sighs> oh yeah that luck one with yeah. raid exotics has certainly been something uh rude nightmares and vow disciple are the only like two raids where i've gotten an exotic outside of the first five runs i've done Mm. So I guess I just have good RNG, I guess. But yeah, some of my friends hate me for it too, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. You used to have they, that good they, RNG, they, sin. Yeah, I used to. Back in my day. Back in your day. What's your? Day? You're not in your day right now. <laughs> no. You're somewhere in the clouds. You're lost. Uh, basically, that's the way it's been. That's that's the way I've felt the past feeling. few weeks. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, we better start wrapping up some just so we can get Sin to bed. But uh, we're not going to get there quite yet because we always like to ask our guests. We definitely have to ask you, Frostbite, because this is your first time on the show. <laughs> What's your favorite dessert is? First, it's the first time for the asterisk. second time. Um, the if I remember correctly, the dessert I said last time was like a triple chocolate cake with like vanilla ice cream on top. I remember. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it is because that's like what I can. That think was of right yeah. now, and I don't know. Something about it is just super delicious. What mm. it is for me. I want hey, cake you can, now. You can have a bonus question too. Do you have a favorite drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Favorite drink. Okay, so if any like of my friends know me for a long time, I am known as like a lemonade fiend <laughs> because nice. for some odd reason, like lemonade is just I guess the drink I've gravitated towards, um, which is ironic because I feel like I would love caffeine more, but. I can function without caffeine because I just take sugar, I guess. But, um, yeah, so that would be non-alcoholic. For alcoholic, um, I mean, I'm still kind of... on the Real quick on the lemonade, though, like, tell us about it, like, because I, I can be a lemonade connoisseur at times, too. Like, do you prefer, like, just a great fresh made, or is there any kind of, like, stores or chain ones that you like better? Or Kingsley's how do you basically like telling you if it's not freshly squeezed... He's going to poo-poo your choice. <laughs> no, I'm no, not, no. but I'm just curious. So, I kind of like the obsession started when I wanted to make my own lemonade at home. And then after that, like, I was just like, well, I really enjoy a lemonade. So I would get it from this place and then I would get it from that place. And so later on, like, so I've kind of, to me, there's a certain ratio between like the flavor and like the sourness of like so between like you know the sweet of the sugar and like the sourness of like the yeah. taste of the lemonade so i'm really picky about it sometimes like i i remember uh my friend that i'm currently at his house doing this recording uh he got this this like canned lemonade i think it was like dole d o l e i think that's like the yeah company that did and i uh drank it for the first time and i was like this is really like hard like in terms of the lemonade i like which majority of the time like just freshly squeezed lemonade is most of the time the best that i find like i was just sitting there i'm like this is really different from the norm i'm like i don't know if i yeah but this kind of stemmed from me being i uh i don't drink uh, pop, or as some people call it, soda. Uh, I I just don't do it. Uh, I don't like the I guess carbonation for the mm-hmm. most part. Like I can drink it. Like it's not like I'm gonna die or anything. It's just I prefer not to deal with carbonation. So I kind of gravitate towards drinks that aren't usually carbonated. So like my family, we drink milk all the time because that's just how we are. So, like, milk, tea, lemonade, water, that's kind of, like, uh, orange juice, apple juice, those kind of things. That's kind of, like, what I drink for the most part. 
So that's kind of how that happened. Nice. I really like hot dog on a stick lemonade. If you've ever had that one, I, I think they have a good I've ratio. I've never there. heard of that before. What? You don't know hot dog? Do you have those out there, Sin? Hot dog on a stick. No clue. Malls no. a lot. They make corn dogs. Well, I mean, there's a so I don't know if it's the same thing, but there's a it's called the Asian Hub. I think I it's called something like that. But they have like this place called Songs Dongs where I feel like it's a it's adult corn dogs where they're like fried like dogs and stuff. And they're like super delicious. Never heard oh, of that place. Either. But hot dog on a stick makes a really, really good lemonade. Um, they're in a lot of malls all over. I'm, maybe you guys don't have them on the East Coast. Uh, I'm going to put a, a link in the chat here. But um, Chick-fil-A's lemonade's pretty good too. But I like hot dog on a stick better. Like in my opinion, the best lemonade that I've had from like a food chain or anything like that is Auntie Anne's. Like 100%. Oh, I, we do have those, but I don't know if I've tried their lemonade. Their lemonade, pretty good, in my opinion. I'll have to remember to try that. In terms okay, of, and, very nice. And then you had another alcoholic drink. drinks. Um, so I'm still well. Obviously, I'm I'm 21, so like I just kind of have recently started getting into drinking mm -hmm. alcoholic drinks, and so far, whiskey seems to be my favorite. Uh, but like it's it's mostly mixed drinks that I enjoy because I like having flavor in my drinks. So uh, beer is off the table for me. Um, but plus it's carbonated. If you don't like that, yeah. Um, I think the fate my favorite like alcoholic drink I've had so far has been uh, a Long Island. That was so good. Yeah, yeah, I could see yeah. that. Or an Ar Arnold Palmer has some of that lemonade flavor in it. I I have been told about spiked Arnold Palmer. I haven't mm -hmm. had that yet. I mean, I've yeah. tried regular Arnold Palmer. I love it. Yeah. Um. So I I've been told to try that, and um, but like, in terms of more like normal stuff, uh, Crown Apple, uh, oh, that is so favorite good. whiskey. He got me into that like have that straight like or have that with uh sprite it's really good too that way it is good very good yeah there you go yeah they may not have it on the east coast i was just looking hot dog on a stick interesting i had a uh sunrise i think that's what they call it i think it's like vodka and uh orange juice or something like that i tried okay. that recently it was really good so i seem to enjoy that one as well as far as beers go and speaking of like, like orange lemon there's this grapefruit beer that i love um from a german company it's a heffenweizen beer and you can consider it a breakfast beer lunch beer whatever drink it anytime during the day but it's very tasty <laughs> for being a beer and i'm not a big beer fan either so i, I get it um but I, I really was, like this grapefruit one. I think Boston Lager Summertime Shanty. I think that's what it was. Uh, that seems to be the one where I like tried it. And I was like, I don't necessarily like it, but I could at least like tolerate enough where I would want to maybe finish this. So, um, yeah, I, I just don't like I don't understand how people could drink that. It's just. Ugh. Yeah, well. 
sometimes you try it some more and I don't say acquired taste in a way like it doesn't mean like anyone will like it if they try it long enough, but I mean it more in a way like sometimes you might surprise yourself when you try something more like, oh, I actually do like this. And I definitely see that with things like with coffee. I prefer it just straight, just black, no cream or sugar. I really prefer it that way. I can't really go back to adding stuff to it, but I totally would get why people do not like that. <laughs> I have a funny story actually about coffee. So I don't usually drink coffee, but like when I do it, it's not bad. And my one buddy, he was making, uh, uh, not frappuccinos. I like mochas, I think. Sure. And, um, so he was telling me about how much espresso he puts into it. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of not of the norm. And he's like, I put like five shots of espresso in mine. And I was like, okay, I'll try that. <laughs> I put, I think I accidentally put six shots of espresso in oh, that no. thing. And I, I drank it and I was just like, whoa, boy. And I'm like, I like this. <laughs> yeah. I like a lot too. Like I'm definitely like, and I just, again, I also like just espresso shots playing, especially if it's good quality bean. I'm like, don't, don't make it into a latte or something. Like I just like, give me some special shots. But are, are you more of a like pre-ground or do you like, uh, Oh hell no. No, I, I grind it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's not even so much. I'm a little bit of a coffee snob. It's not even so much that. I mean, yeah, you should grind your coffee, but what's more important is how old your coffee beans are. So ground or unground, if you get stuff that's been sitting on the store shelves forever, even though it's in a package, it's going to lose some of its oils and, and really good flavor. So how to get around that is find something that's locally... Um, roasted or you can roast your own beans but i don't get that crazy i don't roast my own beans but um and for us in utah beans and brews is a local roaster and so at their shops they roast it and it's and it's within they tell on the bag when it was packaged and if you can get it within a month you're good like you open that coffee package up and the beans kind of have like an oily sheen on them still because they're really fresh and they taste so much better but then you open like a package of like Pete's or Starbucks that's been sitting on the shelf for several months and in factories and you open that up and it seems more dry and it just doesn't have as good of a flavor when you grind it up. I remember seeing like a uh, wired like interview or whatever of a guy who like specializes in like coffee making and everything and he was talking about how there's actually a specific like temperature range that yeah. if you deviate like just a tiny bit outside of this like specific range the taste in like the coffee or whatever dramatically like decreases so oh, for like, sure oh, that's interesting to know about but but honestly even though i grind my beans i still usually cook it in a coffee just an automatic drip coffee machine but i have a really good quality one it was like a hundred dollars and it it kind of has like a shower head how it drips down the water and like a cone reusable metal coffee filter and so it does a better extraction process on the ground beans um i don't i used to get fancier and do like i like french press still but some of those things are just too much work um so again if you have a good automatic machine and then a little coffee grinder isn't too expensive as long as you get a good burr grinder and um find the right ratio then you can 
make really good coffee at home, whether you like it straight or you want to add all the cream to it, are pretty inexpensive. You just buy a pack of beans, find one that's freshly roasted, and uh, you'll save lots of money <laughs> rather than going getting the Starbucks or the Beans and Brews or the Dunkin' or whatever you like to go to. I'm picturing like the, you as like a little mini barista right now. I mean, <laughs> I'd be down of all the retail jobs. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want to work at McDonald's or this or that, but I would actually, I don't want to work at a coffee shop, but I would actually be down that if I had to. <laughs> I think, uh, I, in terms of like whether I like it plain or not, I think I just like having that chocolate taste in mind, which is why I think I gravitate towards, uh, mochas and that because like you can oh yeah either put i like mochas actual yeah. just like straight chocolate into that thing or you could put like hot chocolate like you know the packets or whatever in that so mm-hmm. chocolate and coffee are some of the best things on earth <laughs> yes <laughs> delicious well delicious I'm and sure saying you like are... your white girl lattes from duncan right i had a uh dragon Dragon fruit refresher earlier from there. Those are always good. It's not coffee, is it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> but sure you like the. Hey, on, did you. On about coffee. <laughs> Sorry, no, go ahead. That's no, fine. Uh, I was just like, eh, I'm sure the audience is like, God damn it, I'm listening to this at like three in the morning and now I'm in the mood <laughs> for coffee. I know, right? <laughs> Well, hey, we got to have other things to talk about. It's been a pleasure having you on as a guest, and for the second gonna, time, for the first, for, this, for the one point five second time, whatever we want to call it. Yep. But yeah. first, for many people listening right now, maybe you'll have me on again, not in two weeks. Where? Oh I yeah, know. we will one thousand percent get this episode out the door. There is no way we'll lose this one. But I'm downloading it after the show tonight. Don't you're like worry. I'm downloading as we speak. Wait, we're not done. <laughs> If we have to do it for a third time, I think I'm going to be tired of talking about myself. <laughs> but hey, we will have you on again in the future. That's yeah. kind of the point, too. So Maybe by then I'll have a bit more than just, I'm starting school in two weeks. Woo. No, it's all good. We, It's good to have people on, on the show. It, it is more work for us because just have scheduling with a guest and stuff like that. But we try to do it from time to time and... Um, there's a couple other people that might be interested coming up also. So we're on our little phase right now. I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, Magical. for those that don't know where to find you, I think you're in all the discords. You're obviously in our discord by Frostbite. Anything else you want to tell about where people can find you? Uh, so for most of the people uh, that want to follow me, I would actually just recommend messaging me personally and i'll add you because most of the time uh if i don't know who you are and you just send me a random like uh follow request on pretty much anywhere i uh i'm all over social media but i don't post very much i don't usually accept people unless i know them so if you want to you know talk with me in different forms of social media just let me know yeah. Light up in the DMs. Got it. <laughs> yeah. But at least, hey, say, hey, you're on the podcast and you sounded cool and maybe we can play together sometime. And that's the way to do it. Just be like, hey, add me as a friend. Yeah, I'm I'm very chill about that. I mean, I won't like 
be really upset about it. I'll, I'll just be like, okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah. Cool. I, I seem to have a nice personality with people. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, and we need to play together some more besides that fairly recent now. I mean, I keep saying that, but maybe it's been a few months. But the King's Hall that we did together, but we... It seems like our, either our schedules don't line up as much or you're doing different raid groups than, than I am, but it's always a pleasure when we raid, well, so I look forward to the next time. It would help if I actually played Destiny. <laughs> that would <laughs> probably be the going. main reason. Uh, Instead yeah. of the uh, D&D? No, nah, that, that, I'm I'm under legal contract to play D&D every Thursday now. Uh, that's just how it is. Uh, wow. Nah, but, um, it, like, in all seriousness... Uh, I think we need to. I need to talk to Metal Mark because me and him we were wanting to get our Kingslayer titles together. So, I think if we were going to do like master rates and that, we would have to discuss yeah. a bit more. We'll be looking forward to all of that. Um, Sin, where can people find you? All across the web, X. It might give it to you with the underscore media portion. Blue Sky, which has uh, a new iOS icon. It's all the butterflies instead of the sky. Twitch occasionally. It's been a while. No underscore. Been a while. <laughs> and of course on the Discord. Kingsley, the non-breaker of recording. <laughs> Take us out. Yes, you can find me as Kingsley Mac all the places, pretty much across the board as that name. I'm trying to do more on Blue Sky, but I do forget to hop into there a lot. But I'm really not doing anything in X, and I hope Blue Sky becomes more popular. With that, we can give you invites if you need. Um, anything about our show, word who listen to us through other means, join our Discord, join our clan, join our Patreon. We really appreciate it. Everything can be found easily in one place at our lovely website, theguardianhub.com the best hub on the net thank you Sen thank you very much Frostbite for being a special guest this week we really appreciate having you on no problem I, appreciate I will, you again I will always be willing to come back I believe it I believe it and with that thank you everyone else who's listening once again and we will see you all again next week have a good one bye goodbye